0: From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. And if you have a song in your heart, this is the show for you. Because our VIPs are the Oscar-winning husband and wife team, behind the songs of Disney's Frozen, Bobby and Kristen Lopez. Let's give it up for our one man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. So our first game is called Be Kind Rewind. And to play it, let's welcome Molly Jane Rosen and Steven Feldman. <laughs> now, Molly, you live in San Francisco, but you used to live in New York. I do, yeah. And you worked at one of the most famous video stores here, Kim's Video. It was known for having really rare and experimental films, much missed. Did you have a particular film that you'd be like, you guys have to rent this, that yeah. renters would never take? I feel like a lot of my career in video stores was me sneaking Teen Witch onto the employee picks wall, having my employees remove it. Teen Witch? Putting it back in, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top that, you know, what can I say? And what did you love particularly about Teen Witch? The, the musicals, the songs. Yeah. It's wonderful. And did people return it to you and go, oh my God, you're right, this has changed my life. Uh, no. No. <laughs> not once. Not once. Stephen you work in publicity for television.
1: I am. I'm, I'm actually curious how many people listening on this know what rewind means
0: when it comes to movies. <laughs> it means throwing a DVD at a wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Actually, this entire game will like, not make it to next year. By next year, it <laughs> will just be like, I don't even understand one word that we're saying. Why is she talking to people? So in this game, Be Kind, Rewind, we are going to go back in time and remember a time when you had to rewind your video cassettes. Uh, So we're going to describe the plots of classic movies when they're played in reverse. And you have to guess the movie. For example, let's go to our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska.
1: Thank you, Ophira. Well, Stephen and Molly, if I said a giant ship suddenly emerges from the ocean and sucks passengers and lifeboats aboard it, you would answer, Titanic.
0: Now you've got all the confidence, right? You guys look scared, and now you're like, yep.
1: As long as he keeps asking that same question. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's going to be
3: that same question ten times. (laughs) So just ring in when you know the answer, and the winner of this game will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Here we go. After a princess has her shoe stolen by a handsome man, her entire life unravels. Her carriage is repossessed by a fairy, her dress is torn apart by mice, and she winds up moving in with her stepmother. Stephen. Cinderella. That's right.
0: See, a fairy tale in reverse is a Lars von Trier movie. (laughs) A popular teenager helps his friend recover his father's sports car from a ditch And restores it to perfection To celebrate, they use the car for a fun day in downtown Chicago Then they go back to bed Separately, that is Stephen
3: Ferris Bueller's Day Off
0: Exactly
3: (laughs) After going the distance in a heavyweight championship fight A boxer decides to give up the sport And instead enjoy days of peacefully jogging backwards through Philadelphia (laughs) Stephen Rocky That's correct
0: Adrian, yo. (laughs) Actually, it would be oi in that. Adrian (laughs) oi. A young man participates in a demented game show in India where he slowly loses his fortune by answering a series of progressively easier multiple-choice questions. Molly. Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. (laughs)
3: After a day at a carnival with her boyfriend, a teenage bad girl decides to turn in her black hot pants for good. They eventually break up with each other on a beach after they sing songs with their friends outside their high school. Molly. Grace. That's right.
0: <laughs> after being embattled in a lengthy lawsuit, an arrogant Harvard student enlists the help of a pair of twins to shut down a wildly popular website on college campuses. The student's still arrogant, but seems way nerdier. Molly. Social network. (laughs) Yes, it is.
3: (laughs) A man and his older brother lose nearly all of their money in Las Vegas on the older brother's bad advice. As payback, the younger brother takes him on a cross-country road trip and then has him institutionalized in Cincinnati. Steven. Rain Man. You got it.
0: Sadder. How oh, the movie got sadder. <laughs> this is your last clue. After performing an exhausting routine, a dance instructor kindly asks his female partner to sit in the corner for a little while <laughs> so she can catch her breath. Molly. Dirty dancing. Yes! <laughs> Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do? Well, we
1: have a ton. Oh. I have a tiebreaker question for the two of you Are you ready? Yes After staring at the Bellagio fountains A group of thieves kindly returns A multi-million dollar sum of money To a Las Vegas casino owner Even better, they painstakingly reconstruct All the steps needed to pull off The daring vault heist Stephen Ocean's Eleven That is correct
0: Well done Stephen, you did it You'll be coming back at the end of our show for Ask Me One More Final Round. But a huge hand for Molly. (laughs) Let's say hello to our next two contestants, Tom Toes and Marianne Ada. Right, I feel like you both shared things with us that illustrate your extreme nerdum. Marianne, to illustrate your grammar nerdum, you said to one of our producers, "I once started making out with a guy because he paused his favorite TV show to discuss split infinitives." Sexy. Yes, uh, it was it was Star Trek. <laughs> uh, and I'm fully oh. prepared for hisses from the audience, but I've never seen an episode. In, Still haven't Because I started making out With a guy When he paused it To talk about Split infinitives And is it basically The the slow The beginning Where uh, To boldly boldly go go. Yes To to boldly go And we discussed it It wasn't an argument We just You know Discussed And you were like Come here tiger (laughs) Yeah Pretty much Tom Speaking of nerdy things You have discussed Anagrams With Stephen Sonheim. (laughs)
1: That's correct. Okay, I
0: would like to know how that took place. (laughs) So
1: discussing anagrams with Stephen Sondheim is like talking psychotherapy with Freud. Um, And there's a famous story about the first time he saw the word cinerama on a movie marquee. He looked at it and immediately thought, American, because they're anagrams. And I happened to be talking to him one time at a wedding that we were both at, and I mentioned the similar thing that had happened to me regarding the word lanyap, the first time I saw that word, I said, appealing. So that's anagram. How many
0: times do you see that word?
1: <laughs> Not very often. That was one of the first times, <laughs> yeah, okay. which is probably why.
0: Uh, that is amazing. May I ask uh, whose wedding you and Stephen were hanging out at?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh, Daisy Prince's wedding. She's Hal Prince's daughter.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. No, no all of them. <laughs> uh, we have the perfect people for this game because it's called Animal Lamina. That's a nonsensical title, because it means that we're about to play a word game. In this case, it's a game about palindromes. These are words and phrases that are the same when they are read forwards or backwards, and as the title suggests, every answer in this game will be a short palindrome that includes an animal. Puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, how about a small, lovely example? A tiny one. Yes. Sure.
1: Sure. If I said it's the nod of approval from a Tibetan ox, you would say yak-okay. That's spelled Y-A-K-O-K-A-Y.
0: Very easy. So, um, here, okay, don't worry about it. Here's a hint. The animal may be either at the start or at the end of the phrase. See, now we're just giving it away. All right. <laughs> okay. A feline that likes a certain Mexican dish. Marianne. Cat taco? Cato taco? (laughs) Taco cat! There we go.
3: (laughs) A a cat taco is something very different.
0: (laughs) What a mallard with multiple stomachs might regurgitate. What a mallard with multiple stomachs might regurgitate?
1: Tom. A uh, duck crud? Duck... Duck yuck. <laughs> duck, <laughs> duck something, right? <laughs> uh, a duck cud! Uh, yeah. a duck cud. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I will give that to you. Yes, there you Thanks. go. And you are
0: giving it. Thank you. Where relatives of alpacas go to shop? Mary Ann. Llama Mall. Llama Mall. The curved path taken by a crustacean when it's flung through the air. It's just a fun thought, Tom. A crab arc. Yes, it is. A famous action figure soldier who likes to eat slop and roll around in the mud. Tom.
1: A G.I. Pig. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> an orange instant breakfast drink for an annoying little insect. Marianne. Tang Nat. Nat Tang. Yes. <laughs> just everybody, just say as many words as you can think of. In any order, all orders. Anywhere, it's fine. And this is your last question. This keeps the MGM mascot from squeaking when it roars. Tom. A lion oil. A lion oil is correct. Well done.
1: And uh, after a very close game, Tom is our winner.
0: Congratulations, Tom. We'll be moving on to our final round at the end of the show. Coming up, composers Bobby and Kristen Lopez will show us how to let it go. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another.
4: The cold never bothered me anyway.
0: Thanks for listening to Ask Me Another, and there are lots of other NPR podcasts you'd love, like TED Radio Hour, hosted by Guy Raz. TED Radio Hour is a journey through fascinating ideas, astonishing inventions, fresh approaches to old problems, and new ways that they can create. Listen to it. It's fantastic. Find it now on iTunes under Podcasts. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and let's welcome our very important puzzlers, the Oscar winning songwriters from the Disney film Frozen, Bobby Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. So the story of Frozen, based on the Snow Queen, which is a fairy tale I actually remember reading when I was a child. I grew up in Canada, so I was like, oh, the Snow Queen, I love this. Um, it's not that interesting to Americans, actually. <laughs>
2: yeah, I,
4: I think it's a Canadian thing because yeah. us Americans are like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like boy gets glass in his eye, and um, so we had to adapt that.
2: There's actually no sisters in the original. It's um, it's kind of about this boy and girl who are not brother and sister. But they're friends, but they're not boyfriend and girlfriend, and it's just very enigmatic. It's very strange.
0: And when it was brought to you, what stage was the story in? There was a script. It was very romancing
4: the stone live action at the time. And we tried to write songs for that script and it was like tuna and chocolate a little bit, like you put your (laughs) chocolate in my tuna. Get
2: it (laughs) out. Wash it it off. Then it should have sounded.
4: Um, but anyway, none of those songs stayed.
0: And when, where in the process did Let It Go come in as a song that you were like, oh, this seems like it will help inform a character? Or was we, it...
2: we took this walk in Prospect Park, actually, and uh, we were kind of um, standing up on picnic tables and going like, yeah, okay, yeah, so okay. I'm a snow queen. I'm tortured. And I'm tortured, and I'm Emo. up on a hill.
4: And <laughs> <laughs> Bobby looks better doing it than I do even. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, we stood on picnic benches and imagined what it would be like if you would spent your whole life keeping your feelings in and trying to be perfect. And at the time, she was supposed to be a villain. But up on that picnic table, I started to feel sorry for her. And I started to think, well, that stinks. She's been repressing who she is her whole life. And here at this moment, she's being chased out of a village from these people who who she's been sacrificing her whole life for. She has to say goodbye to all of that, and yet there's this release. And it just started getting a little more complex and...
2: We started to get very dramatic and emo with it.
4: Yeah.
2: Uncharacteristically.
4: I have to say Bobby
2: Yeah, I a, wrote all the drag queenish kind of lines.
4: He did. He, he, he really he wrote the snow glows and he sings it like the character um, from the office.
2: Yeah, Ricky Gervais kind do, of. Do it, like. do it. Uh, snow glows white on the mountain tonight Not the trail to be seen
4: and then, But I, I was listening to a lot of Tori Amos at the time And I took it and I was like Oh, swirling storm uh. <laughs> That is very Tori Amos and, and we put a lot of our emotion in it Like a lot of things uh, we didn't realize we needed to express Went into this song <laughs>
0: So they rewrote the characters based on the material that you gave them as a song.
4: They did, and we're so grateful
0: to... Jennifer Lee and Chris Buck for saying, let's do it. That's amazing. Well, I haven't seen a Disney movie in a very, very long time. And I have to say, when I was watching this, I was immediately taken by the fact that the language is pretty modern and uh, a lot of the tone is edgier than I thought. In that song, um, where Anna's getting excited that all the people are going to come to the palace for a party. Yeah, it's the, the greatest lyric of all time. I was like, did they just say that? I don't know if I'm elated or... Uh, uh, elated or gassy. Or gassy. And I was
4: like... <laughs> you know, we've all been there. That's I'm there right now. Totally right now, and I apologize to you.
0: <laughs> so it was like there was a lot of uh, irreverence woven in there that I was, I was wondering, you know, is that something you have to push for, or is that just the expectation? Well, we
2: had a line in there um, in that same song about uh, why, have a, why have a ballroom with no balls, yes. which we thought... <laughs> Which she thought, surely Bob- that, will not, that will not pass muster.
4: <laughs> Bobby actually wanted it to be, we have a ballroom, just no balls. And I knew that that would never pass muster.
0: <laughs> that is delightful. So you two met at a, uh, the BMI workshop, which is a Broadway musical theater workshop. So what was your first impression of each other?
4: I fell in love with him immediately. Like, I met him. He walked in the room. He hadn't even sung yet, and I had just gotten out of a, a long relationship. Um, and and I was like, that is what I want. That is what I want. I hope he's not too young or gay. <laughs> <laughs> and the thought bubble over his head at the time, because I came up to him and I was like... <gasps> Oh my god oh my god you're so talented it was the first song he had ever done for avenue q and i i just was sycophantic in every way and um and i was like
2: thank god someone who gets me i could probably get with her
4: <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is a beautiful marriage
0: Okay, now Kristen and Bobby, we're going to pitch you against each other later in the show, but right now, I'd like to use your talents and voices for our next game. Would you be up for that? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Let's welcome our next two contestants, Emily McSpadden and Justin Maswat. <clears throat> this is going to be an amazing game. Our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, has rewritten the lyrics to Bobby and Kristen's Oscar-winning song, Let It Go. Have you seen Frozen? Yeah. Yes? Absolutely. Okay, if there was something you would like to let go of in your life, Emily, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably, you know, just road rage. <laughs> 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 it's probably healthy for me to start letting go. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Justin?
3: Uh, I'm an accountant by day, so that would yeah. be a good place to start.
0: Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just
3: forget that. Ms. Just
0: let go of what you do. Yep. Got it. <laughs> So, in this version of Let It Go, the lyrics are going to be about things that are frozen, or at least very icy. And you have to guess what the frozen icy item is, and what's even more incredible is that Bobby and Kristen will sing these clues, accompanied on guitar by Mr. Jonathan Colton. So ring in when you know the answer.
3: Are you ready? Sure. Yep. Bobby and Kristen, are you ready? Ready. I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
4: The snow caps white on this mountain at times, roughly six months at a span. It's a sacred site for the Shinto and the tallest peak in Japan.
3: Emily, Mount Fuji? That's correct.
2: <laughs> the wind is howling, but. The Eskimos keep warm. What building keeps them in, shields them from the storm? Justin, uh, Igloo? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a tough one. It's kind of like a Sesame Street parody of a game show.
4: <laughs> I feel like an Indigo girl.
3: I wish I wish the movie had somehow been written in a way that supported these precise lyrics. That would have been it.
4: Don't drink that gin. Don't drink that rum. Cocktails made with tequila are more fun. Puntro and lime mixed with crushed ice and salt is
2: nice.
3: Emily Margarita. Margarita. <laughs>
2: Let it go, let it go You're not a planet anymore <laughs> Let it go, let it go Just a dwarf, no less, no more Your orbit's
4: wrong And you're so far away It's cold in space And Eris has a bigger mass
3: anyway Emily! Emily! Pluto. Pluto.
0: <laughs> no. So sad. I know. Don't worry, Pluto didn't want to be a planet anyway. That's right.
2: It's funny how flash freezing makes your veggies taste the same. Taste the same. And the quick freeze that I invented means you should know my name. And yet
4: We didn't get it either. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: a uh, frozen
2: vegetables.
0: Frozen name. vegetable section. Yeah. Name of a brand.
2: They're not penalized for guessing, are they? No. Justin? Mr. Birdseye. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right, it's Mr.
3: Birdseye. <laughs> of course. His name is Clarence, apparently.
0: Clarence. He used to be a taxidermist before he went into frozen foods. How creepy is, is that, that? Is that true? Yes.
4: <laughs> it's time to have a slushy treat. 7-Eleven can't be beat. It's cold, it's sweet, and one day a year, it's free.
3: Justin. Uh, Slurpee? Slurpee is right. right, this is your last clue.
4: Let us go, let us go Where Amundsen and Scott once raced Let us go, let us go To a very, very, very cold
2: place There we'll stand for a six-month day Let the ice caps melt There's land underneath us here anyway.
3: Justin. The North Pole? No, I'm sorry. Emily, do you want to guess?
2: Uh, Greenland?
3: Oh. Oh, oh. No, you're both wrong. What a bummer of a way to end the game. (laughs) Does anybody know what it is? The other one? South Pole or Antarctica, that's right.
0: Uh, Our contestants are tied. So they get a tiebreaker... On. It's just a question, though.
4: I could musicalize this to the tune of "What Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Yeah, you
0: want to. Uh-huh. Okay, good. <laughs> Kristen, would you like to deliver the tiebreaker?
4: Why, yes. <laughs> what dessert named for a U.S. state is made with cake, ice cream, and meringue? Emily. Baked Alaska. That's
3: yeah! right. That's Do you want to bake Alaska?
0: (laughs) Congratulations, Emily. You're moving on to the final round. And a huge thanks to Bobby and Kristen Lopez.
4: Can I say something crazy?
2: I love crazy.
4: All my life has been a series of doors in my face. And then suddenly I bump into you
2: I was thinking the same thing cause like I've been searching my whole life To find my own place And maybe it's the party talking Or the chocolate fondue But with you But with you I found my place I see your face
4: And, and it's, it's nothing, nothing like I've ever, ever known before. before Love is an open Love door Love is an open door Love is an open door with you, with you, with you, you. love Love is is an open open door. door. Let's listen to this nice guitar playing. And look at the stars.
2: I mean it's crazy. What? We finish each other's
4: sandwiches.
2: That's what I was going to say. I
4: never met someone who
2: Who thinks so much like me. Jinx, jinx again. Our Our mental synchronization can't have but one explanation. You and I were
4: meant meant to be Say goodbye Say goodbye to the pain of the past We don't have to feel it anymore Love is an open
2: door Love is an open door Life can be so much more with you With you With you With you Love Love is an open door Can I say something crazy? Yeah. Um, who invented flash freezing?
4: <laughs> Clarence.
0: Bobby and Kristen Lopez. That wasn't bad. <laughs> Our next contestant is on the line. Hello, you're on Ask Me Another. Hi, I am Erin Armconnect from St. Louis, Missouri. Hello, Erin from St. Louis. Welcome. Thank you. Erin, what is the most embarrassing thing you've ever asked Google? <laughs> um, okay, well, the most appropriate embarrassing thing I've ever asked Google is probably... Uh, How can I get my wiener dog to run faster? (laughs) I'm sure you were pointed in a lot of different directions. you got to be so careful with Google. Yes, you do. So this game is called Google You Auto-Complete Me. And in this game, we're going to ask you to name actors and actresses based on the phrases Google automatically suggests when you enter their names into the search fields. Uh, we'll tell you a few of the most common autocomplete terms, and you have to name the actor. So let's get an example from our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska.
1: Aaron, here's how this works. If we said the terms for this actor are height, bartender movie, and goes crazy on Oprah, the answer would, of course, be Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise,
0: yeah. Exactly. So we're not saying this is... How these people should be famous (laughs) We're just saying The internet has spoken And we've tried to keep things positive Since, of course, top searches For every actor, male or female Always include net worth uh, Overrated and ugly And that is the PG version So, are you ready? I'm ready Here we go For this actor, the terms are Weight loss Emaciated Shirtless And all right, all right, all right Matthew McConaughey Exactly be your own future hero, Aaron. Oh, I am. For this actress, the terms are Bossy Pants, Sarah Palin, and, and Amy Poehler. Tina Fey. Yay! All right, they're getting harder. For this wow. actor, the terms are Voice, Sprint Commercial, and Darth Vader. James Earl... Jones? Yes, it is, James Earl Jones. That was hard. That could be anyone.
3: That could be anyone at all.
0: I've never actually thought about the voice of Sprint is the same uses the Dark Force.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting
0: mm-hmm. choice
3: for yours, if, if your, your spokesperson. Yeah.
0: If you had Sprint, you might have. <laughs> it makes sense, yeah. Everyone agrees. Sprint is not a sponsor of Ask Me Another. <laughs> all right, Aaron, this is your last question. For this actor, the terms are funny names, voice of smog. Con and looks like an otter. (laughs) Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Looks like an otter? Yeah. That is like the best looking otter. Like the otters are like, well, if we could do that, (laughs) we might get some rolls. All right, Erin, congratulations. You have won an amazing Ask Me Another prize. You got them all. Thank you. Would you like to take your game night to a whole new level? Why not show off as a contestant on Ask Me Another? Come play on stage right here in Brooklyn, or you can call in from your home anywhere in the country. So to get the trivia ball rolling, just send an email to askmeanother at npr.org. Coming up, we are going to create some brand new Broadway musicals when we put our VIPs in the puzzle hot seat composers Bobby Lopez and Kristen Anderson-Lopez, so stay tuned. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR, and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm your host, Ophira Eisenberg, and joining me on stage to play this next round is Josh Rubin and Jessica Trimble. Josh, you are a New York attorney. Jessica, an emergency room nurse. Thank you both. What would you title the book of your life so far, Josh. I, well, I was, I was thinking
3: more in terms of job, but I was thinking a sometimes civil action.
0: <laughs> That's great. I love that. I'm ready to make that book happen for you. How about you, Jessica? Um, I guess uh, what and leave show business? Yes, for emergency room nursing. Because you left show business to be an emergency uh, room nurse? I had a Bachelor of Fine Arts, and I was in the part of show business where you don't make any money. Um, so most of it, yes. yeah, yeah, 99% yes
1: And here we are
0: <laughs> It all comes around Now I asked you that because our next game is called Working Title Which sounds like we didn't quite come up with the title for this game
3: That's right, yeah, it's not, uh, we didn't finish this game So it's not going to be very good, sorry No, that's not true As any author could tell you, sometimes the title is the hardest thing to come up with That's also not true In fact, lots of now famous books started out with different titles. So I'm going to give you a book's working title and a hint about the book. You tell us what the book's ultimate title was. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, an example, please.
1: Absolutely. This part is true. If I said Trimalchio in West Egg was the working title of the story of a young mysterious millionaire in the Jazz Age, your answer would be The Great Gatsby.
3: We would also accept as an answer what the heck is (laughs) Trimalchio? (laughs) Ring in when you know the book and the winner of this game will move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show Here we go This book's working title, Atticus, is actually the first name of the book's main character A southern lawyer, father of two, and a great moral hero Jessica To Kill a Mockingbird? You got it (laughs) First Impressions isn't as catchy as the final title of this classic tale of 19th century England, and adding And Zombies to the title does not sound as cool. Jessica.
4: Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Pride and Prejudice.
3: Yes, you had me at Pride and Prejudice, yes.
0: I do like first impressions and zombies, though.
3: (laughs) All's Well That Ends Well was the overly optimistic title given to early sketches of this mammoth novel about five Russian aristocratic families in the early 1800s. Uh, War and Peace? War and Peace, that's right.
0: <laughs> Have you read it, Josh? Parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what everyone says. That's all you <laughs> need Probably to read. You know, <laughs> read the whole thing. It's not <laughs> yeah, worth first it. First page. Yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> this book about the lost generation was first published in England under the title Fiesta, and it brought worldwide attention to the annual running of the bulls in Pamplona, Spain, Something its manly author surprisingly never participated in. Jessica?
4: Old Man and the Bulls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Good Good no. Josh, do you have a guess? I, I I don't have it. I know it's Hemingway, but I don't know the book. You
1: can guess any Hemingway novel you like. It doesn't hurt if you're wrong.
2: I, I, I cannot I think of a me. Hemingway novel. <laughs>
3: Does anybody out there know what the answer is? The sun also rises, that's right. Referring to the civil rights tumult of the 1960s, this book about the history of the author's family in Africa was originally titled Before This Anger. Jessica. Roots. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Roots. No, no. Jessica and Josh at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Jessica is correct, and Josh is completely
0: ignored because oh, Josh is correct too. Oh <laughs> Jessica. Aww. Thank you. Although you both said it in exactly the same way. Josh went roots and you went roots? It was like kind of nice. Sing-song.
3: With a working title of The Kingdom by the Sea, this book is a woman's name that has become a term for a sexually precocious young girl. Josh. Lolita. Lolita. Yes.
0: The Kingdom by the Sea, though, what the... Does that have to do with anything? That is, like, if you bought The Kingdom by the Sea and then read Loblita, you would be like... <laughs> I'm surprised.
3: I was to read a book about the ocean. <laughs> you <Yeah>, hate that. <laughs> this is your last clue. This 1974 nonfiction book's actual title is an allusion to the Humpty Dumpty nursery rhyme, but its authors originally titled it At This Point in Time. Josh. All the President's Men. You got <laughs> it. Greg, how did our contestants
1: do? Well, once again, we have a tie. Unbelievable. So I have a tiebreaker for you. It's a short one. This book's original title was Catch 18. (laughs) Jessica. Catch
0: 22. Very good. (laughs) Well done, both of you. And Jessica, you will be moving on, and we'll see you at our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Thank you.
3: Now it's getting real.
4: It's on. It's on. The perfect outcome would be we would tie and then both answer the tiebreaker question and we could go home and keep harmony in the universe. What's gonna... That's not how it's going to happen. She's just, hustling.
2: <laughs> She's just hustling us. She's so good at everything, like bowling. She's like, I, I don't know how to bowl. Well, <laughs> and she.
4: So at least I have that when he trounces me in this quiz.
0: <laughs> Let's go bowling, honey. <laughs> Please welcome back our very important puzzlers. But seriously I have to say that (laughs) Please welcome back Our very important puzzlers Bobby Lopez And Kristen Anderson Lopez Okay, since you two are Musical theatre professionals You've worked on uh, Loads of musicals In transit Bobby, we know you from Avenue Q You were mentioning that earlier Book of Mormon Mm -hmm. So you guys You guys know your Broadway musicals. So we've put together a game of musical mashups. We've combined the names of two Broadway musicals, and we will give you a clue to the plot of the mashed-up combination, and you have to produce the combined title. Here's an example for you from
1: our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska. I'll actually sing this to the tune of Do You Want to Build a Snowman? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, So here's the plot. King Arthur... Sir Galahad, Sir Lancelot, and of course Brave Sir Robin, discover they have To finance their quest for the Holy Grail By becoming male strippers That would be the plot Of course, to the full Monty Python Spam-a-lot
4: Oh, Oh, this is a hard one
0: (laughs) So there will be one word That overlaps between the two titles And the winner of this game will receive A Nobel Peace Prize to put Alongside (laughs) all your Other awards Okay, let's give it a shot. Okay, all right. This award winning Julie Taymor production tells the story of Anna, a governess sent to Africa to tutor the royal cub Simba, who then falls in love with his father, Mufasa. It features Tup Tim <laughs> and Pumbaa singing the classic, I Whistle a Happy Hakuna Matata. Bobby.
2: That was me. <laughs>
4: I'm going to punch him in the face next time.
2: <laughs> Wait, should I say it wrong if you...
4: Say it wrong, honey.
2: The, the Lion King and I. <laughs> We've got trouble right here in Salzburg, Austria.
3: And that starts with T, which is nothing like M, which stands for Maria. And how do you solve a problem like Maria? You send her into the pool hall to teach the kids how to sing The
2: Lonely Goatherd. Bobby. The Sound of Music Man That's
4: right Alright I'm clearly doing it Too many times right.
0: Huck Finn And his friend Jim Head down the Mississippi On a raft Overloaded with Irish Step dancers <gasps> Kristen Big River Dance Yes <laughs> You let me have that one He nods Yes <laughs> I did Mm-hmm. That sounds like a very annoying raft, by the way. (laughs) Not not when it
1: sinks, it's not annoying. Once it goes down, everybody's happy.
0: (laughs) This
3: ambitious collaboration between Oscar Hammerstein, Richard Rogers, and Stephen Sondheim tells the story of the westernization of Japan from the perspective of a nurse stationed on a Polynesian island. It includes such classic songs as Some Enchanted Evening Floating in the Middle of the Sea and I'm Going to Wash That Commodore Perry Right Out of My Hair.
2: Bobby. South Pacific Overtures. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: One of Leonard Bernstein's least successful scores, it uses live actors in Sesame Street like puppets to explore the inner life of the White House, including Thomas Jefferson's affair with a maid, Andrew Johnson's impeachment, and the tribulations of a group of young college graduates who are interning there. Bobby. Bobby.
2: 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue Q.
4: Exactly. (laughs) I'll give him that one. That one I didn't have.
2: But you dinged in.
4: No, I didn't. You dinged twice.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Stop fighting. (laughs) In this cult musical, a troupe of actors travel up and down the Mississippi performing an audience participation tribute to old science fiction films. Highlights include Old Man Frankenfurter... And can't help loving death, sweet transvestite.
4: Uh, Bobby. I'm mashing them up in my brain right now. <laughs> right.
3: Rocky Hara <Horror> Showboat. <laughs> That's right. You got it,
0: you got it. <laughs> This is your last clue Another Julie Taymor production This one probes the psyche of an old Spanish gentleman Who has read so many comic books He believes himself to be a superhero named Don Quixote He jousts with windmills Defeats the Green Goblin And saves his girlfriend, Mary Jane Kristen Yes, Kiss of the (laughs) Spider-Man Kiss
4: of the Spider-Man I like
2: that one (laughs) That's good
4: Julie Taymor
2: So do I have to ding? Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Um, Ah. Spider-Man of La Mancha.
4: Oh. Spider-Man of of
2: La Mancha. Mancha.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Greg, how did our VIPs do?
1: I'm not going to say it. She'll kill me. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's all right, it's all right.
1: The winner is Bobby.
0: Go, honey, go, honey. And an amazingly fun game. Thank you both so much. Another huge round of applause for our VIPs. Bobby and Kristen Lopez
4: we have to go bowling after this
2: (laughs) (laughs) she's so cute when she's confused
4: (laughs) (laughs) all right here we go
2: have got the horse right here, name is Paul Revere. And there's a guy that says if the weather's clear. I'm can picking Valentine, cause on the morning do. line, the guy this has got his figures, camped five to nine. Best chance to guy this says the horse, hand chance. Hand chance. Hand chance
4: says
3: the horse, hand chance. There will be a fight, hair is chips, alright. But fast, it try, all I depends if it's rain last night. I like Valentine, the morning words look
2: fine. Best means the horse like spreading. And these racing the
4: horse. Likes had likes bread bread noise. But the race tell yes. you.
2: tell you. I can I I for I line guy can't And I can't
1: I got the horse. Right here.
0: Bobby and Kristen Lopez and Jonathan Colton Now we're ready to crown this week's grand champion From Be Kind Rewind, Stephen Feldman From Animal Lamina, Tom Toast. From Let It Go, Emily McSpadden And from working title, Jessica Trimble. Our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, will take us out.
1: This final round is titled Famous Four-Letter Words. In this game, every answer will be the name of a famous person who has exactly four letters in both their first and last names. For example, if we said, This actress from the American Pie movie franchise and The Big Lebowski may be better known for her party girl reputation, you would say... Tara Reid. Now, we're going to play this spelling bee style, so one wrong answer, and you're out. You'll have only a few seconds to give us an answer. The last person standing will be our Ask Me Another grand winner. Okay, here we go. Stephen, you're up first. This movie star became romantically involved with his Mr. and Mrs. Smith co-star, Angelina Jolie.
3: Brad Pitt.
1: That is correct. <laughs> All right, Tom. German philosopher who wrote The Communist Manifesto and Das Kapital. Karl Marx. That is correct. Emily. A legendary Yankee, he was nicknamed the Bambino and the Sultan of Swat. Hody Babe Ruth. That is correct. <laughs> Jessica. New Orleans-born Gothic novelist who wrote bestsellers featuring the vampire Lestat.
0: Anne Rice.
1: Correct. Very good. Back to Stephen. A frequent collaborator of Judd Apatow, this comedic actor's breakthrough role was in the 1995 movie Clueless. Paul Rudd. Correct. Tom. Rocker who got her start in the all female band The Runaways and had a number one hit with I Love Rock and Roll. Don't know. No answer. All right. Uh, Emily, do you know? Joan Chet That is correct Tom, I'm sorry, but uh, you're out Thank you for playing We are now up to Jessica Despite accusations of stealing other comics material This stand-up comedian generated a huge following through MySpace And starred in films such as Employee of the Month and Good Luck Chuck
4: Carl Mencia?
1: No, I'm sorry Stephen, do you know who this is? Is it Dane Cook? That is correct, very good Jessica, thank you. I'm afraid you're out. We're down to our last two, Emily and Steven. Emily, in 2013, she won an Emmy for playing the long-suffering wife, Skyler White on the TV series Breaking Bad.
4: I don't know that.
1: Oh. Steven, do you know that? Anna Gunn. That is correct. Congratulations, Steven.
0: Stephen, you're our Ask Me Another Big Winner. Congratulations. And for your grand prize, Bobby and Kristen Lopez said that they would consult on the next song you write or Oscar speech you give. So, congratulations, and thank you again so much to Bobby and Kristen. And that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to come to a live taping of Ask Me Another at the Bell House, just go to amatickets.org. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Greg Pliska. Hey, my name anagrams to Sparkle Gig. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou jolt a cannon. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung. Narc Thug. With additional puzzle writing by Kyle Beakley, Greg Lightman, Karen Lurie, and Josiah Madigan. Ask Me Another's produced by Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Josh Rogerson. So Jig Honors. John Hat, no jeans. Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. And our intern Annabelle Bacon. And Ab a clone. Along with Portia Robertson, my guess, and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Paul Ruest, Noriko Okabe, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House, Hot Heel Blues, and our production partner, WNYC. I'm Her Wright Ophira
1: Eisenberg,
0: and this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Yeah! Next time on Ask Me Another, Peter Sagel, the sheriff of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, recalls a showdown in his family's grocery store. Because I'm me, I'd have a little bit of dialogue with the yogurt. So, I told you never to come back to this dairy section again. Join me, Deputy Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's guiltiest and most puzzling pleasure. Hey, you're still listening. You are the best. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Me Another. And there are a lot of other very cool NPR podcasts you'd love, like TED Radio Hour, hosted by Guy Raz. TED Radio Hour is a journey through fascinating ideas, astonishing inventions, fresh approaches to old problems, and new ways that they can create. Listen to it. It's fantastic. Find it now on iTunes under podcasts.